Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk all about news, comics, and media related to the Transformers. On this episode, we've got more details about Skybound's take on Transformers and G.I. Joe in the Energon universe. A Rise of the Beast sequel may already be in the works. And are Chris Hemsworth and Scarlett Johansson the new Transformers power couple in the upcoming animated Transformers 1? Today is Friday, June 23rd, 2023, and this is episode 443 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that wonders why Pete Davidson didn't have Mirage take the wheel if he was going to drive recklessly. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Hey, everybody. Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. We really appreciate your contributions. It's because of you that we keep the show going. So thank you for all that support. If you'd like to become a Donatron, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. That's where you can sign up. You get bonus content. You get to watch the show live if you want. And uh, you get merchandise at the higher levels and automatic entries into all our contests. So lots of lots of good stuff. Lots of perks. Speaking of bonus content, we've got all the episodes of our bonus show, We Like Big Bots, on our Patreon page featuring Daryl and Dr. Pants. And uh, more Big Bot episodes coming very soon. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Also, uh, this week, we have the next episode of Empire of Rust. This is episode 103. It's Smurf, but for time. And uh, this is the regular version of the episode. So it's right available in your in the Empire of Rust free feed. So that's at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. This Monday coming is episode 104, the bonus version, which will be available only to Donatrons, but they get it a week early. So you'll have to wait another week for the regular version of episode 104. So if you if you want to get 104 early and you just can't wait to see what happens next in Empire of Rust, got to become a Donatron. Sign up. And uh, before we get into the rest of our alt mode discussion, just remind you that our friends at Toy Hacks are still providing that promo code for us. So this is throughout the month of June. Use our code Rewind to save 15% off Toy Hacks and all your label needs at toyhacks.com. So make sure you use that code. Uh, it's good for, uh, no, not good with other promos, but is good with your robo points. So take advantage of that. Also good with our, um, our, hacks gift codes if you won the contest as uh one of our listeners pointed out they they use the code and got the discount so it's good savings so check it out all right uh let's start off alt mode with comics news what's this again more comics news so last week we had the big reveal in the uh, alt mode of Robert Kirkman and Skybound launching the new Transformers GI Joe universe, the Energon universe. 
And we had more. There was more news coming that we, you know, it, it announced after we recorded last week that Skybound is continuing their tradition of the original G.I. Joe comic. So G.I. Joe, a real American hero from started in Marvel, continued in IDW. Now it is continuing at Skybound, starting at issue number 301. So it is, I love um, how they did in the, the cover for the first issue. It's the 301st issue. So yeah. that's, that's great. Um, great to see Larry Hama continuing to write uh, G.I. Joe comics. And uh, I think one of the quotes was Hasbro, uh, maybe Michael, Michael Kelly, the, the VP, head VP of marketing at Hasbro said, uh, we'll let Larry Hama continue writing G.I. Joe comics as long as he wants to. So that's great. Yeah. I think it's uh, probably because they're all afraid of him. <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's interesting, though, is this has got the image logo on it, not the Skybound. I mean, it has the little Skybound logo, but whereas the Void Rivals has, is Skybound's more prominent. Mm, interesting. I guess that'll set it apart from the Energon Universe G.I. Joe books. Yeah, so this this is continuing... Larry, this is the the Larry Hama GI Joe universe. So this is this this spans across companies and uh, and and publishers. This so, goes back to the original Marvel yes. series. So and legacy numbering and all that stuff. So yeah. So I'm also seeing a little bit of a of a homage to the original G one number one on this uh, on this cover. The G one GI Joe. Yeah, number one GI Joe. They were all riding a tank and kind of riding into battle and stuff. So, yeah. a bit of an homage there. And you can see it definitely does pick up because you have the the female snake eyes next to the original snake eyes. And that was the female one was one introduced in the IDW run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, uh, I mean, for, forgive us for putting a little GI Joe news in the Transformers podcast, but I, I think this is just really cool. And Larry Hama is a great guy. It's great to see that he's continuing the story he started uh, 40 years ago with GI Joe and as still going strong. So uh, yeah, Larry Hama, keep going, <laughs> stay alive, please <laughs> continue, continue to write the, <laughs> G.I. Joe comics as long as he can. <laughs> Apparently, Image is using uh, Lunar for their publishing. They're, they're moved off of Diamond, so. Oh, I don't really? even know who's who. I don't even know who's still with Diamond. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's not many with Diamond anymore. Oh. The stranglehold, Diamond stranglehold on the comics industry has collapsed, apparently. Yep. Okay, moving on, uh, we've got, uh, so apparently the Void Rivals comic, uh, the surprise and the the hype worked. So uh, Void Rivals sold gangbusters. Uh, they shipped over 100,000 comics to comic shops. I don't know how mu- what the sell-through numbers are. We'll probably have to wait a few months to get like the real sell-through numbers, like how many people actually bought these comics, but comic shops picked them up. Uh, and they are already doing a second printing of the first issue of Void Rivals. And uh, yeah, if you missed out on that super rare uh, incentive cover that was one in 100 with Jetfire on the cover, well, now you can get the second printing cover that has Jetfire on it. And uh, there's two of them, too. So there's one 
super cool jet fire and one extra cool jet fire from Sesame Street. So yep. that's the one I'm going very cool. It, <laughs> it, it's a take on the whole um, monster at the end of this book starring Grover. Yeah. And that's great. I'm going to try and get both. Yeah. Because they look great. Yeah, look, looks like they will probably be produced in in sufficient quantities that if you want one, you can get one. Not like that retailer incentive one that nobody could get, or you had to pay an exorbitant price to get. Um, so um, at least at least this is this is uh you know for Transformers fans who missed out on Void Rivals, you can pick up uh this issue next month. So pretty cool. And uh, then we have a look at Void Rivals number two. So there's a preview, and I think it's for the first five pages of the second issue. There are no uh, more Transformers in uh, featured in this preview, but um, if you if you were sucked in by the first Void Rivals, you can take a look, and, and it expands a little bit of the backstory of what's going on with these two alien races. Don't really have anything to do with transformers at this point but we know it's in the shared universe so hopefully some transformers references will come into play at some point in the in void rivals so uh i'm i i was i i think the the first issue was was interesting it's a it's a nice little hook so um i'm looking forward to to seeing where this goes uh and seeing what uh you know how how they're going to use this shared universe to tell new stories uh in addition to the transformer stories that we've got coming in a few months so we'll take a look at that daryl i i saw what you were trying to do trying to throw me off my game it didn't work so he's in his element with the comic <laughs> stuff daryl that's true i i should have known better <clears throat> while we're on we're void rivals long. while we're on void rivals i was watching a um uh, uh a youtuber uh, who's talking about like upcoming books and, and previous books. That's, you know, as far as like which ones to pick up and which ones are going to be like, you know, good to buy. And some, he, he does a lot of speculation uh, talk and, and, and what books are, are, you know, might end up being worth money and whatnot. Um, and then he talked about void rivals and said, well, if you're picking up void rivals on the, uh, on the off chance that it's going to be worth money. Uh, I, he's like, I would, I would hazard you against that uh, caution you uh, because transformers in both, both transformers and GI Joe have been around for quite some time. And uh, you know, this, this relaunch of the franchises are not uh, it's nothing particularly new for GI Joe and transformers. So uh, if you look at them, them historically, uh, whenever they get relaunched, those new those first issues uh, never really go skyrocketing in in value. So uh, if you're looking at Void Rivals as something like, oh man, I'm going to get this book and it's going to be worth a bunch of money, uh, probably not. You know, if you're a Transformers fan and you want to get a book that uh, you know is just because this is where the the universe starts and it's you know the relaunch, then do it. That's why. I bought four copies of it. I just wanted to get the the relaunch and 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 that kind of thing. I wanted to be you know right into it. But if you're buying this book, you're trying to buy every copy of Void Rivals number one because you're thinking it's going to get a, a you know be valuable. 
Probably not. And history will tell you that most Transformers books do not, you know, go up in value very high. Uh, there are, you know, exceptions to every rule, but, uh, uh, you know, on average, most, most Transformers books are not valuable. You read them because you love them. Yeah, I mean, I would extend that argument to all modern comics these days. I mean, I don't think any, like in, in the era that we're in, where you can, like, you can read lots of things digitally. I mean, I think the only thing that's really going to determine the future rarity or um, or future value of things is relative rarity to popularity of the of the characters. And I, and I think Void Rivals was produced in heavy quantities compared to other comics. So it's not going to be rare. Void Rivals number one is not going to be a rare book. No. Other than that, that one in one hundred uh, Jetfire variant—that's probably <laughs> that, that's which the only, you can uh, do the math on. If they produced a thousand or a uh, hundred thousand copies of that book and shipped them, there are a thousand copies of that book out there, right? Ten thousand. Oh, no, no, you're right. Thousand. No, yeah, thousand. You're right. Sorry, you're it's right. A thousand. Sorry. There's. Yeah. Right. I thought I did the math right. You so, did. You did the math right. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, and that's and that's only. Uh, you know, under the impression that uh, a thousand stores ordered a hundred of them, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's a hundred, uh, it's a one in one hundred variant. So, sure, they potentially could have printed a hundred of them, which they probably did, right? But did they a thousand, ship? You mean. Sorry, a, a thousand, yeah. But did they ship a thousand of them? That's the biggest question. Are they? Are there a thousand of them out there? available and you know are they worth a hundred two hundred dollars a piece no no they're not right but that you know that you know that that uh, false scarcity that is created by these uh this you know the the variant industry is uh is out there right now for this book and you know you don't need to pay it um yeah. if you wait because History, you can just simply look at his history on these on these Transformers books and uh, it'll become available for much cheaper down the road. I mean, I think, you know, if if you're if you're buy if you're if you're buying comics, like hoping that they're going to go up in value. Don't do buy comics because you like them and you read them and then you enjoy them. Don't buy them hoping that they're going to be an investment that that's what almost destroyed comics in the nineties is lots of speculators getting in and trying to, you know, buy comics and, and hope they're going to go up in value. It, it's, it's not going to happen. The thing, the thing, the comics that'll be valuable in the future are the ones that you're not looking at now. So just don't worry about it. You're you're, there's some obscure comic that's, that is produced in low quantities that, will somehow catch on and be turned into a TV show or movie in the future. And that's the comic that's going to be super valuable, but you're not looking at it now because you have no idea what that comic's going to be and how, what's going to catch on. So unless you have a crystal ball and can tell the future, you're, you're never going to be able to chase that, uh, you know, that super valuable comic. So, Mm -hmm. well, the pandemic, the pandemic made comics crazy collectible again. And people were chasing them because they had time and money to do so. So this is just something that's it's starting to die down again because obviously the the pandemic's you know on its on its last legs. And, um, but uh, it's 
it's one of those things that people still chase that 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 rare comic and and i i want to reiterate void rivals number one is not rare uh it Mm -hmm. is you buy it because you're excited about transformers relaunching at at uh, image skybound and that's the reason why it is not going to be a valuable book yep guaranteed yep i mean i would you know i i if i had uh, you know of course i mean you know we if we had known robert kirkman was going to turn into the superstar he is now we would have bought walking dead number 1 back in 2003 mm-hmm. we would have bought invincible number 1 uh i don't remember what year that came out but whenever that came out <laughs> i mean it's you know you're never going to know this ahead of time so you know don't worry about it just enjoy comics enjoy them, right. read them you know, have fun. All right. Uh, next, we've got a bunch of interviews at different places with Robert Kirkman and uh, 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 Michael Kelly at Hasbro and the uh, the new writer and artist on the Transformers books, which the, his name is escaping me just at this moment. Um, uh, but uh, they're all contributed. They're all doing the interview circuit. Uh, also. Um, Oh, Daniel Warren Johnson. That's the writer and artist on Transformers. And then Joshua Williamson, who's the writer on G.I. Joe, the Duke and Cobra Commander miniseries. So they are all giving interviews. We've got one from Popverse. We've got one from uh, Comic Book Resources. And we've got one from uh, the uh, the AIT, AIPT. Uh, so, you know. We'll have links to those, all those in the show notes. I think they're all kind of saying, I, I haven't read through all of these, these interviews, but they're all kind of just saying the same things about how they're so excited and they're all fans of Transformers and really interested to do this, you know, kind of new shared universe, ultimate Transformers that's being thrown around a lot. Okay. You know, IDW was also called ultimate Transformer. You know, at the time they were, they were imagining it as ultimate Transformers. So, you know, just, just saying that. So just, it's ultimate Transformers again. I mean, <laughs> it's a new story. Yeah. They're not continuing any previous storylines. Their origin might differ from the one you love, but just it's a reboot. Deal with it. Yep. And move on. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so um, I like, I like that it's generating excitement for Transformers again. I like that. Uh, Robert Kirkman is really banging the drum for Transformers. I, I think that's uh, that's great to see uh, him try, you know, using his uh, his kind of position in comics to push Transformers to the foreground. And hopefully, this is uh, you know maybe maybe this introduces a lot of new comics readers to Transformers for the first time, and and we'll see how that goes. I mean, we still don't know if it's going to be good. So we're, we're waiting for that first issue later in the fall. So, um, um, I'm hopeful that it'll be a, a good new direction and looking forward to it. Well, I can tell you from following Daniel Warren Johnson on Twitter, uh, for the last few days that, uh, he's a huge wrestling fan. And, uh, I can assume not that I'm, into wrestling because i'm not but i can assume there's going to be a bunch of fighting which i am in for so 
let's bring let's bring the fighting back to Transformers. Action, yeah. We need more politics. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're such a well-rounded show. <laughs> Turns out the Decepticon threat was Senate redistricting. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the next five issues, going through the the, uh, the the paperwork, trying to figure out why why it happened, how it happened, and what the where the where the the little typo was that that made it uh, that that got the Decepticons to to be in power. We'll have a story about a trade blockade. <laughs> God. <laughs> I will make it legal. <laughs> All legal right. Well, I said it was legal. <laughs> I declassified it with my eyes. <laughs> well, that's all our uh, comics news for Transformers. And uh looks like I, I'm, I imagine we might get some more tidbits when SDCC happens next month so that's probably going to be a, another big push with Skybound so looking forward to that but uh, we've got even more stuff going on in Transformers Media News so let's do that now oh boy that's me alright well uh, no, you know what Rocket League is yep. well I don't. Uh, <laughs> with soccer with cars. They're crossing over with Transformers. And in another bit of a collab, Transformers is collabing with everything right now. So uh, for 2,500 credits, you can get the Transformers Bumble- Bundle, which is a Bumblebee car, uh, the Bumblebee engine auto, and the Bumblebee wheel. The car is the Dominus Hitbox. Apparently, if you if you uh, know Rocket League, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Um, you also in that bundle, you also get the Optimus Prime goal explosion, the blueprint Bumblebee player banner, two Transformers themed player titles. Um, so that's a lot for 2,500 credits for a little less for 800 credits. You can get the Optimus Prime goal explosion, which that's it. That's all you're getting. Let's see a little um, bit in this video here. You got that? Embiggen. Well, oh, I've seen this played. Yeah, I'm a casual Rocket League player. I play on my Switch every so often. Um, okay. There we go. It's free to play, isn't it? Yeah. So that's why so, all these things are microtransactions right. here. I haven't put any money goodbye. into it. And really, I'm not going to put money into it for this. But, you know, it's cool that, that they do it. Mm-hmm. Then for 300 credits, you can get the Transformers theme, the player anthem. So this is something that is taking place from June 14th to June 27th. Um, so uh, take a look uh, if you are a fan of Rocket League. While we're talking about this uh, video game stuff, uh, Transformers is part of Fortnite now. So I know we were talking about it, that it was coming up or maybe it was rumored to be something happening, but it is definitely in Fortnite now. Um, I, uh, I, there are screens coming up telling me to download 
Fortnite on my fire stick or whatever. And I'm uh, so I don't have that, but Optimus Prime is standing there next to Fortnite characters. So it's, it's, it's there. Um, just, yeah, I believe it's, it's a, it's a skin you can buy so that you, you know, can, your character will then look like rise of the beast Optimus Prime. Okay. Yeah. I got a trailer here for, I'm supposed to show it. Okay. Let's see. I just want to skip to it. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's close to the end. Here we go. They get to the, yeah, they're, they get to the temple and Optimus is there. And then a little human size Optimus comes in to help him out. There you go. Cool. That's fun. All right. So, yeah, I know that we were talking about that. So I wanted to just kind of read uh, like mention that it is actually happening. Uh, on to merchandise. Uh, Goat Crew. Whatever that is, uh, is crossing over with Transformers uh, in another in a licensed apparel uh, crossover. So uh, you can get a line of both G1 and Transformers Rise of the Beast T-shirts, hoodies and caps. Cool enough. Uh, next up, we are doing another crossover with Cross Studio uh, and Transformers: Rise of the Beast. It's a timepiece that has they have announced, and this is a uh, very similar. If you've seen Rise of the Beast, you'll recognize some of the stuff in here. Uh, one is the uh, uh, Air Razor kind of uh, um, statue that they've got uh, is a very big part of the beginning of the movie, and then they've got a little like. Uh, um, watch that uh is uh reminiscent of another part of the movie uh so yeah so there's some really cool things here uh this stuff's really expensive so um maybe uh uh this is for some of the uh the people who uh um should be part of our patreon uh you know if you're gonna, if you're gonna be uh buying this stuff maybe people become part of our patreon just saying um but yeah this stuff is pretty cool if you're really into the movie, then maybe this is something you might want for your office or a, a watch or something like that. It's very, it's, it's neat. Um, I think the statue holds the watch. Does it? Okay, yeah. cool. It's neat. It's, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like it's pretty, pretty watch neat. Watch is there in the middle. Um, I'm scanning this story to find an actual price on it and I can't find it, but yeah, I don't see it. I'm sure. It's in here somewhere. If the price isn't readily available, it's going to be expensive. I'm sure it's very <laughs> expensive. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on, uh, we have got a um, a post on Instagram from excuse Stephen Capel Jr. and uh, talking about uh, Rise of the Beast and uh, uh, showing some concept art. So uh, we've got it here and just showing some uh, stuff here going through uh, different iterations of characters and, and what they, uh, the concept art was. Uh, I really like this one picture if of um, the, once Jeremy gets to it, there's a picture of Unicron. Um, that's a, a pretty epic picture. I think it's the next one. Nope. Next one. There that you one. go. That one. That's awesome. So yeah, I really like that one. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get a lot of this. And I mean, if you've been with the podcast for a while, 
um, every time there's a movie, concept art just kind of keeps coming uh, for years. So, so we'll be we'll be talking about concept art for a long time. Uh, anyway, moving on, we have got some more stuff here. Uh, pre-visualization models by Fred Pashi. Um, so these are some of those uh, previs models. Uh, so this is just for the first one is for uh, um, Optimus Primal. Then we've got Cheetor, uh, Rhinox, and then the Scorponok drones, and uh, and then we've got, uh, um, yeah, I think the uh, the first that one's Scourge. He's uh, doesn't he's looking a little a uh, little light, but then we've got the. Um, Oh, uh, a couple of the Decepticons. Oh, well, there's a few more of them in there. RC's oh, I never was thinking of that. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's just some uh, like there some pre uh, like 3D stuff. Yeah, Wheeljack's looking a little squat. A little, little <laughs> bit, little bit squat. Uh, next one, we've got uh, Noah's exosuit behind the scenes images. So this is just uh, some stuff that you've seen if you've watched any kind of behind behind the scenes. Uh, it's uh, None of the stuff in that movie was real. It's all in a uh, on a big big fake studio. So you can uh, you can take a look here and, and go through some of that. They got some storyboards and uh, and see where they uh, um, they have uh, uh, the 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 suit that he's wearing is kind of funky, but uh, it's it's all for the uh, all for the camera to pick up so that the uh, the CGI people can put it on after we afterwards. Yeah. It's nice that he, uh, Stephen Cable Jr. shows off how he, he knows it's the ex, the exosuit from the '86 movie. He's tying it in directly, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next, we have an interview from Stephen Cable Jr. and this is on Deadline, uh, where he's talking about uh, helming another uh, film. Uh, so, uh, whether he'll uh, revisit the uh, franchise uh, or not. And uh, I have not read this interview, um, but, uh, you know, would you guys uh, be interested in another Stephen Cable Jr. uh, Transformers movie? Yes. Without hesitation. All right. I mean, it, it, he knows what a transformer is. Michael Bay had to be explained what a transformer was. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the, so I, I don't, there's, there's two interviews like this one and there's another one coming up in entertainment weekly, I think in our, in our list here. And they both, um, uh, I think he, I forget which one it's in, but he, they mentioned like he's, he talks about how he'd like to go explore transformers and other planets. He says, you know, uh, I took some inspiration from the Japanese versions of the Beast Wars animated, you know, shows and said, you know, Transformers on all lots of different planets. That's how I got the idea for the intro for Rise of the Beasts. So mm-hmm. this guy's in it. So uh, one, I, I would love to see more from him. And and he pitched uh, the, the G.I. Joe crossover to Hasbro cool. and, and Paramount. And so... You know, he's he's who we have to thank for for all this stuff for the mm-hmm. you know for that for that teaser at the end there. I mean, really, that's that's the biggest freaking thing that the Transformers movies have been missing the whole time. So, 
and it's the easiest layup that has ever been laid up. Sector so. 7 should have been <laughs> G.I. Joe from the very start. Yeah. From the start. You know, so yeah. Or mask. I mean, they could have done mask. In there. Yeah. I mean, like and then that. a mask live action movie would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, next up, I guess we're just going to skip to the Entertainment Weekly one since we did it. Uh, it is, uh, yeah. So, uh, Charles touched on it. Uh, Rise of the Beast 2. You know, uh, I guess it's uh, going to happen. Lorenzo de Bonaventura. Um, he, uh, he likes the, the paychecks that come from these movies. <laughs> I know. I mean, uh, I, tell me I, I'm I, lying, Charles. No, no, you're, you're, I mean, of uh, who doesn't like a paycheck, but I mean, I, th- I know, I know he's, he's all over the place with his like transfer. I mean, he just, he just wants, he just wants to make cool movies. He doesn't really care about Transformers backstory or consistency or continuity or any of that stuff. But I mean, of course he's, you know, he's going to always be, he's, he's a producer. So he's always going to be in hype mode about hyping up everything. Everything he did in the past was awesome. And everything he does in the future is going to be awesome. So he's going to hype everything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still, I, I mean, it's, it seems like as long as, as long as he's, you know, they're picking people who are enthusiastic and interested in Transformers and interested in Transformers storytelling, I think, you know, things are going to, are, are, are hopefully going to be positive. I mean, it sounds like the, I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about the next Transformers movie later, but it sounds like things are on the right track. So. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it, they're they're always going to make a Transformers movie at this point. There's always going to be a next Transformers movie. As long as they keep making Marvel and DC movies, there will be a Transformers movie because the franchise just makes money. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether the movie's good or bad, people go to see it. We the the last few Bay movies proved that. They were horrendous, <laughs> but they still made boatloads of money. Oh. Although yeah. uh, you could say that the reception, the critical reception for the last night hurt Bumblebee's money making ability. Oh yeah, no, yeah. People saw people saw the last night and said, "This is terrible. I'm never going to see another I mean, Transformers movie." Just <laughs> like term? with the Last Jedi, basically killing Solo. I mean, it was the same yeah. thing. They what now? The, the having a horrible like. A movie that made money but had a horrible critical reaction followed up what by... What happened to Solo? It didn't make money. Oh, okay. And Bumblebee didn't make money. But it was a critical... You know, critically people liked it. Critically people liked Solo. But they didn't make money because... <laughs> yeah. But the, the movie that preceded them was so horrible that, you know, people just had a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. One thing I did, I found interesting just reading this article. Um, Michael Kelly is the actor who plays um, Agent Burke in Rise at the End of Rise of the Beast. Mm-hmm. Same name as Michael Kelly, the head of VP. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was reading. I was like, wait, they, the VP of Hasbro is mm-hmm. also the actor in the movie. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> He's also great in Jack Ryan. That, that's a, I mean, a great series on Amazon. If you were head of like. 
you know, VP of marketing or whatever, wouldn't you put yourself in the movies if you could? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is, I mean, the movies are going to continue. Uh, let's just hope it's a, it's a, it's a continuation, like an actual sequel and not some kind of like shoehorned sequel that they just kind of make it, you know, so if they well, get I mean, the same director director in there. That's I I think that's a little bit the danger is that they, you don't want to stuff the next movie too full like with GI like you know you you already got Autobots and Maximals and they said like the producer the, your friend Mr. De Bonaventura in this in this in the interview said we're not done with the Maximals yet so the Autobots and the Maximals are hopefully going to be in the next movie and then you throw GI Joe in there that that's a lot of we already mm-hmm. see you know so a lot of ca- a, a fair amount of the characters didn't get a lot of screen time so you know that's you imagine so two hopefully. transformers movies a year or one every other year <laughs> I, I think one every other year would be better than two a year because yeah the audiences <laughs> just wouldn't pay for that it's not but, uh, i mean yeah it's but i would love we'll to s- see a standalone beast wars movie with those characters yeah We have one last story to talk about, and that is that uh, we have finally have pricing on the uh, the Blu-ray and di- uh, digital releases of uh, uh, of Rise of the Beast. Um, the uh, we we still don't have a date on which they're going out, but uh, we do have some uh, some pricing. So the DVD is going to be twenty five ninety nine. The Blu-ray and a digital copy is going to be thirty one ninety nine. The four K and digital. Uh, is going to be thirty seven ninety nine, and the Prime Video, uh, which that just like buying it on Amazon, yeah, uh, yes, digitally, so so stupid, is twenty bucks. So, yeah, and that'd probably be similar from like Vudu, Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are going to be the established prices. Yeah, or um, or it's free if you torrent. I just look uh, <laughs> Apple is nineteen ninety nine as well. So. Yeah, yeah. I I I can't wrap my head around not buying physical media. I'm just gonna buy the digital copy. I do it. Uh, I mean, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> buy the physical Darryl, copy it's... with the digital with the digital piece. I mean, it's this. This is. I mean, we've already got this for games, like game, like PC games. You can't get physical media anymore for PC games. So we're we're in the we're in the dystopian future where digital is basically taking over everything. That's why I don't pay for games anymore, <laughs> <laughs> unless they're for my console, which I buy a physical copy for. I don't buy games. You're the problem. I still downloading the car. I still, (laughs) yes, I, I, I am downloading the car. Yes. Yeah. Having people pay for something that's not, you can't hold in your hand. Just, it's, I, I can't wrap my head around it. I feel I've, I have a whole room (laughs) of things that I can wrap. I can grab with my hands. It's just, it, it drives me nuts. So. Anyway, I'm we, the we problem. can we can have I'm obviously no, the problem. 
no it, it, i mean we can we can have another like rant on yeah. on digital media for another day but i, I there are def, there are definitely problems with the with this uh going forward so let's move on <laughs> All right. Well, I have a couple interviews um, about Transformers One to talk about. Uh, the first one is with Chris Hemsworth. Um, he was on a press junket for um, Extraction Two, and the interviewer here from, from Collider asked him about Transformers One as well. And uh, it was like, "Is he going to have an Australian accent?" And Chris Hemsworth said, "No. I mean, he's like this is a, a younger." Uh, version, you know, it's a Ryan Pax. So he's he's not going to have the the Peter Cullen voice, but he's also, he's not going to have an Australian voice. He's going to be have a youthful voice and sound. He's hoping that there will be like hints of the the Optimus Prime character that you hear. So that'll be cool. And then in terms of like how he got, like how he got the the role or got involved with it he said that the script is great and this is one where he wasn't really sure about it because he hadn't done animation but he mentioned it to his kids and they're like oh that's awesome so it seems like his kids were kind of the impetus to get him involved and he, he's he's really seems to be excited about it so that's great uh, next interview we have is with Scarlett Johansson who um, she was doing um, what was she doing press for? Uh, she was doing press for Ast- Asteroid City. Yeah. And she said that she's worked with Josh Cooley before. Uh, she she loves working with him. And the film looks amazing. Uh, and she said it has a very dramatic feeling to it. But there's also a lot of heart in it. And it's really exciting. So it seems like both of the, the lead actors are really excited about being in the movie. And that's great to hear. Um, you know, who knows when we're going to actually see any, uh, any actual, uh, clips from the movie or, or trailers or anything, but it seems like they're far along in the process. So I'm hoping there's going to be a teaser trailer by the end of this year since yeah. it'll be coming next fall. So, mm-hmm. oh, and, and then one, what? Oh, also, um, going back to that watch, Daryl, um, Frenzy is Red pointed out, and I looked it up too, it was 98,000 CHF, which is Swiss francs. It translates to $109,572.50 US. <laughs> so, yeah, we need those people on our Patreon. <laughs> so, what? Why? Why make a watch that's that expensive? That's a. You only have to sell a couple of them. <laughs> what the hell? And that it's a. Rise of the Beast branded watch is a hundred and ten thousand dollars. What the fuck? <laughs> Who's buying this? Jesus Christ! Lorenzo, Lore- Lorenzo, <laughs> Lorenzo de Bonaventura. <laughs> ridiculous! Wow. My God. Well, I mean the one one the uh, once. And with all the the news of like upcoming like stuff that's in the work works, unfortunately, we might be waiting a little bit longer with the writer strike, the Hollywood mm-hmm. writer strike. So 
Although if this you one's know, these, already written and they've already put down the voices, we're just waiting on animation. Yeah, I mean Transformers One, I'm, I, I think, is already in production, so that'll go forward. But like a, a sequel to Rise of the Beasts will probably be a little bit delayed yeah. with no uh, with no writers writing at the moment. So better the please, strike uh, happen now than when they're in the middle of it, like Age of Extinction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or um, what was it? Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, was Revenge of the it? Fallen. That was it. Whatever. Yeah. One of those bad ones. <laughs> none. Of, none of those movies had writers. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, so everyone, please uh, direct your anger towards the mega corporations who don't want to pay the writers and not that the actual writers. um, I mean, the mega corporations are the problem, not the writers themselves. The writers should get paid a fair wage. The actors might be going on strike soon, too. I don't know. Yeah. Good. Good on them. (laughs) Support support their colleagues. That's great. I mean, grind things to a halt so that the corporations finally cave in and understand where their you know where their bread is buttered i mean they if they think if they think ai is going to be able to replace all the writers and all the actors i think they're sorely they're they're in for a rude awakening yeah, don't let sky net win <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right i think that's all our media news so let's move on to convention news All right, just one thing convention news this week. Uh, TFCon Toronto has announced actor voice or actor Paul Eiding is going to be attending. Uh, he was the voice of Perceptor and Quintesson in G1. And he's also been a voice actor in like Metal Gear Solid. Uh, he was Colonel Roy Campbell. And I'm sure he's done tons of other things. He's been to TFCon many times. So uh, be sure to check him out. And, um, He'll be doing Q&A panels and have autograph sessions, so uh should be great. All right, and we will finish up the show with a little bit of feedback. Okay, uh, we got some YouTube comments from regular listener DMC2008. So he, they have uh, comments on the upcoming the comics news and on Rise of the Beast. So first, their comment on comics. They say, uh, personally, as much as it sucks, I'd rather wait for a book lo- uh, longer between issues than have artists rotate in and out. I really dislike how jarring it is when the art changes from issue to issue or even page to page. Looking at you, IDW Dark Cybertron. Uh, <laughs> I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, in terms of page to page but i do you know enjoy artists you know not not rotating like every book but maybe rotating between arcs between story arcs yeah or i or think if, uh, if they did like idw did where like livio was doing stories in the past where so not someone else was doing stories in the present so even within mm-hmm. the within a single book that makes yeah. sense but dark cybertron was bad or in terms of like <laughs> different artists without any reason yeah, I mean, uh, Dark Cybertron was was basically they were they were beholden to the toy release schedule, so they basically had to get a, a bunch of of uh, of people. All the regular artists could not keep up that pace for getting all those books done in time for the toy production, so they they had to have a, a bunch of other artists fill in, and that's what caused the wild inconsistency on all the characters, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I mean, I would I would be OK with with, you know, a little bit of a delay. But I mean, 
if you're relying on one guy to do everything that that's kind of a, you know, and, you know, I, as, as I work in, you know, engineering and development of different products, you talk about single points of failure. If you have a single point of failure in your system design, that's a, that's a real risky situation. So if that one thing breaks or fails, then, you know, you're, it's going to take down your whole system. So, uh, you know, good thoughts for, uh, for Daniel Warren Johnson, keep him, you know, hope he's, he's doing well, but, you know, take some of the pressure off of him so that he doesn't have to do everything all the time. So. All right. Uh, also DMC 2008 talks about uh, the movie and uh, he had a comment about, uh, you know, what you asked last week, Daryl, about uh, people having a stand in ovation for Bumblebee's uh, Bumblebee's big uh, scene. And he says that regarding that standing ovation, I got to be honest, I could care less about that character. Maybe the Bumblebee movie made me like it more, but I don't even feel like it was the same character, to be honest. But surprisingly, I felt like standing and cheering because of the way that scene was edited, especially the song choice. So, yeah. Mama said, knock you out. That's a that's a good song. I mean, and, you know, starting off with that, don't call it a comeback. And, you know, it's, you know, gets the blood pumping. There yeah. you go. So thanks DMC 2008. Thanks for uh, your comments and uh, you know, we'll keep, uh, you know, hope you uh, were able to, to tune in for the live stream we did a few days ago and uh, hope, you know, we got all, all our rise of the beast uh, things out of our system. So, you know, we're now we're <laughs> now everything is turning towards the, the, the comics and uh, transformers one. So <laughs> rise of the beast is old news now, <laughs> but uh it's good to see. I mean, it's good to be excited about uh, Transformers Media again. Seems like uh, stuff is, you know, we're we're on the upswing here. So hope it keeps going. But this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode is not going to keep going because we're at the end. So thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. As always, at the end of every episode of Transmissions and Transmissions Alt Mode, we give a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. These are the folks who continue to support the podcast at our highest level on Patreon, and that's why we give them a shout out in every episode. So thank you once again to John Forex Levengood and Demon Tech 82. You guys rock and are awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you, all listeners and watchers of Transmissions Alt Mode, for hanging out with us for this episode. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time.